Hi all, welcome to Table Talk. This is Jay Wagner, your host. We're recording from Shooter's Billiards once again in Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Tonight's special guest host is Michael Perrin Jr. 21-year-old. How long have you been playing pool, Michael? I've been playing since I was 12, uh, so about nine years now. Nine years. Yep. Well, did I meet you when you were 12 or 13? Um... I think a 13 is when I met you. 13? You know, because I didn't really start getting to know everybody until I was about 13. Okay. Kind of just came in and went to a table. and 13, he was one of the kid phenoms yeah. that, uh, well, he's still a kid phenom in my eyes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm 65, okay, so, you know, so you're might, still a kid I still kid might be considered a kid to you. That's all right. <laughs> well, so, and I know you've had a very interesting uh uh, <laughs> time in your eight years in the pool world. Um, yeah, it's definitely probably starting with uh, junior pool here. Right. Yep. I started uh, playing junior leagues. I'm not. Oh well, yeah, when I was 13, that's when I started playing junior leagues. I went out to uh, the ACS Junior Nationals when they still had that going on. And you won that. Uh, first year, I took second. Okay. Uh, who? The, 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 the Tafoya brothers actually won. It was uh, it was Nick Tafoya. He won. He won it that year, and I took second. And then the next year, um, I won it, and his brother Mark took second. Oh my! So, yeah, that's uh, so good experience. Good experience. Yeah. The second year, then, did you also win the Valley? I also is it the VNEA or is it VNEA? The, yes, yeah. VNEA. I also won that. And I also played in the BEF that year. Okay. And I lost to Landon Shuffett to believe, to take uh, fifth six. Okay. Um, well, I the, guess if you're going to lose, he's a good guy yeah, to lose to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it was uh, one of those years where I had an opportunity to win all three of those, for the first uh, junior to win all three of those. Yeah, that would have been something. So it was well, you a, got two legs. Yeah, it was a heartbreaker. Oh, absolutely. But, all you got to do is, you know, move forward and keep going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So close. Yeah, so If close. I remember right, that match with Landon was close, too. It was close. Uh, it was at, He was up 6-5, and to, to be honest, he went for, he was up 6-5, he got out of shape on the nine ball, and he shot it into the rail, and it went two rails in the opposite corner pocket he was no. going for, so, <laughs> you know, that's pool, so, that's pool. you know, that's how the rolls go, but. Like I said, it was a heartbreaker. Kudos to him for beating me, and it's got yeah. it's got. Now you have to get rolls too at the right time. That's right to win any tournament. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so, probably since that time, when you uh, stopped playing juniors, well, and then you won a lot of local, yeah, things during those years too, right? Mm -hmm. Correct, I did. Um, yeah, after that I won, you know, I, I played all the junior tournaments possible, you know, mm -hmm. because at that time I was just so, I was so into the game, I just wanted to play everything. It didn't matter sure. what tournament it was or, you know, where it was, if I could get there and play, I was going to play, so. Um, and you had some, some, uh, uh, well, you kind of had, uh, uh, I, I don't know what we call him, a sugar daddy? A sugar daddy. That <laughs> sounds so bad. <laughs> Maybe not that. <laughs> what would you call him? Uh, somebody, you know, like, that happens to every pool room I've ever been in, yeah. that there's one guy that comes in that that kind of like supports the whole room. Yeah, and everyone knows he's got he's got the money. Yeah, you know. He's got the money and he just kind of um, supports everybody and everything. Yeah, yeah. All I can say, can say to that is back then, you know, 7 8 years ago, uh, my dad supported me a lot with pool. You know, when I first started getting going and he realized mm -hmm. I had potential, he really supported me to the best of his capabilities. And and he, he had a he had a great job. He, you know, he made a he made a lot of money at that time, and you know, and yeah, he he helped me out as much as possible. I mean, he paid for to go, for me to go to Vegas and all that, and sure, um, whatever local stuff I needed to do, and you know, meals, gambling, anything that comes to anything mind. For that those, came up, for those, there. yeah, for those few years you know. there, is, it was a short period of time. But those three years, he definitely had my yeah. back, and I'm thankful for that. So uh, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. 
you know, a lot of a lot of parents would have. You want to do what? Yeah. You want to do what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to play pool? You better what? get. You better uh, get to bed for school tomorrow. Or really? <laughs> really? Uh, you know. And now, uh, yeah, yeah, actually, in in now Minneapolis, uh, St. Paul's blessed with another youngster, great April Larson. Yes, April. She's a uh, she's a tremendous player, um, and she's accomplished so much as a young player. It's 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 great to see. Yeah, you know? but you were kind of like the the best of the youngsters. Yeah, for many years. Uh huh. I, you I, still probably are the best of the youngsters, except everybody's in their twenties now. Yep, I'd have to agree. You know, I've. You know, I, I, I think a Nick uh, Marsalik. Nick Marsalik, yeah. Old town player. Nick. Close yeah. to the cities, yeah. Yeah. I, who else is in that bunch? You got Jesse Engel. Um, Nate, Nate Reinhardt, is that you're talking yeah, about, right? Yeah, Nate. Uh, who's uh? You got T.J. Steinhaus. Oh yeah, T.J. Uh, yeah, he's what a little he's powerhouse. Tw he's, he's turning 20, Yeah, and he, he's he, he's twenty now. He just turned twenty, I believe. He plays great. Yeah. And I remember when he was just a league player. Yeah. You also got Jared you know, Bailey. Jared Bailey. There's another course. one. He plays. Man, that guy can hit the break. Yeah. You ever seen that kid break? Not only that, he does the best imitations of players. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> yeah, not, he's a good player, but he's more funny than anything. He is funny. So. He is, but he shoots awful straight. But, yeah, that's that's the young group I you yeah. kind of came up with. And, you know, not to sound cocky or anything, but I'm always going to feel like I'm the best out of the bunch. Yeah, and, so. and I agree. Yeah. I mean, they're catching up yet. Yeah, absolutely. As far as yeah. I'm concerned. Yep. You know, but you know, I suppose. Uh, do you have any challenge matches with them ever? Do they ever want to step into the box with you? Or? You know, I I'd, I've played as many of the good players as I possibly could. Um, oh, I know you've done that. You've played all the top players yeah, around here. You know, in challenge matches mm -hmm. for some decent money. Yep. And uh, you know, like like pool. Sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. But you've given a lot of excitement to the whole pool scene in this area. Yeah, and um, made made a splash, made people talk about it again. Uh huh. So you know, I I love that. You know, I wish. You know, I wish I was capable of doing that on a more consistent basis than I have. You know, I played Jimmy Wetch twice, uh, and I lost to him both times. Those were great experiences. I've played Demi Gelatis, who's another great player around here. He's also known as the Tin Man. Also the Tin forums. Man, and I lost to him too. And it was a 15 ahead big table ten ball. We played for over 45 hours, and he came out on top. And and those experiences, losing to them guys, it, you know, it was fun. It makes me want to get better and play him again you know yeah. I, I don't yeah well you I see sometimes I see the Shane attitude in you okay okay where uh, you know Shane Van Boning amazing everybody oh, yeah, amazing no but I've seen him lose to people and go and practice and come back a couple months later and play the same guy and and just clean him up yeah he's just he's determined to nope. beat that guy if he loses. Yeah, that's why you know? he is where he is today. And that's and right. He's probably all around the best player in the world because he's more dedicated and he has more motivation to be that person than anyone anyone else. Absolutely, I agree. So I agree. It's, the, uh, it's amazing. Yeah, and that's what I liked about you getting back in with Jimmy again. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're talking about another match with Demetrius. Yeah, I am. Um, uh, and I don't know exactly when it's going to happen, but it's sure. it's going to happen. If you beat me, you know, in a in a, a headset, you know, I'm just going to. It just gives me that motivation to you know come back at you. Right. You know, a lot of players they play somebody and they and they lose and you know and that you know that's whatever. That's I don't judge them for it, but they lose and they're like, oh, I can't beat that guy. You know, I'm never playing him again. Um, I'm the opposite. It makes me want to play them more and beat them more than I did playing them the first time. So yeah. that's uh, that's no, that, and that's the drive you need to be a champion. Yeah, so it's always I'd, the drive. I and, won't lose that. And and you know you still have uh, good years ahead of you yeah. playing this game. I'm I'm still young. Uh, so and I know. Uh, when did I see you in Olathe? Was that a couple years ago? 
Yes, that was. I had I hadn't seen you in a really long time. Actually, it'd probably been you know a good year and a half, two years since I seen you. The time before Olathe, and that was a couple years from now, I think. Yeah. And well, I was just remembering because because uh, uh, Skyler was there. Yep. And and actually, I remember you wanted a piece of Skyler back then. I don't exactly. Uh, I think it was playing one pocket. I, you were playing one pocket. Was it? Yep. yep you, you did. I think you. I think we, you placed pretty high in the one we pocket. We played in the. I remember in the nine ball. Uh, Dave Matlock was your undoing, and it was just one shot. Yeah. It was one I, shot difference, right? Yeah. Do you remember I, the shot? I. I don't exactly remember, but I remember. I I had the chance to beat him, and I just. You know, one of them. Well, you just, I just, yep. I dogged it. What can I, you know, what can I say? Yep. And yeah, but yeah, it's me and Sky. We played in the one pocket tournament, and I, I don't think he was playing as much one pocket then, or I don't know if he's playing as much one pocket now. But I beat him in the one top pocket tournament. Okay. And I think he, I think he actually won the bar table nine ball tournament. That's that same yeah. weekend. Yeah, I, I, I was... believe. And he's. I know he placed way. I, I can't remember who won, but I know he placed real high. Yeah, I, I, I think he got second. I, I think he won it, but definitely got yeah, second. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, that kid. Oh, he's excelled in Boy, the last no. couple of years. Yeah, oh, how did man. he take off? Yeah, that's it's crazy. So, yeah, what a player up and comer. No doubt. You can be there. Yeah, I. You know. Yeah, I. I, I can. No question. You know, and I feel I. I can. I can. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get to the level where I where I need to be. Where you need? And I'm not, thinking about uh, going I, on the road or doing. No, nah, I'm not going on. There's no, no I, there's no going on the road anymore. Yeah. If if you're gonna if you're gonna you just challenge the champions and say yeah, let's if play. You're, yeah, exactly. You know you gotta pool. Trying to make trying to get by playing pool is you know it's a task that the odds are against you. Yes. You know and. And, I, and I'm just so intrigued by that because, you know, a lot of people say you can't do it. I've heard it my whole life. And, you know, it just gives me the motivation to beat those odds. You know, even though I've had bumps in the road that and experiences and um, situations that have, you know, I'm not coming up with excuses, but that have gotten in the way of me being more successful in pool. Sure. Um, so, well... And money, I mean, face it, money is always yeah, money's, always a big proposition money's, money's, for trying to break yeah. through and do things. Yeah, money is very powerful. So, um, back to what I was saying about, you know, excelling to that level where I know I can be and where I need to be to be successful playing this game, I will get there someday and, you know, surprise a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Just cleaning up everything I'm else. I'm not going to be surprised. Yeah, I sorry. You know, I know the amount of talent you have and what yeah, you can do. So people that don't know me very well, um, you know, they don't really understand. But people who've been around me since I've been young, they they can see it and they know it. So when it when it does happen, they're gonna be like, man, I really knew that that was yeah. coming. Yeah, so. and you're one of the guys that that uh, when a road player comes through you're not afraid to step in the box of them no yeah never if a road player if a road player comes through here you know i'm usually the guy that everyone calls and I'm not saying i beat them all but i've beat most of them yeah. that, that have came through at least you'll give them a goal which a lot of people won't do yeah so you bet uh, and then i know Still, when you were a teenager, well, I guess that wasn't long ago. Excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, it's been like what? Okay, here we go. Fifteen no. months since I've been a teenager. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, we had a uh, very wealthy customer come into Shooters. Oh yeah, I'll never forget. And and I know he had to have a big influence on your life. He did. Yeah, he. Uh, you know. If I don't, I don't know if I'd want every kid in the world to be influenced like that. You know what I'm saying? You I know. What, I know what exactly what you're saying. You know, so I'm not going to sit here and say it was a bad thing, but no. I'm not going to say it was a good thing. Yeah. And 
that he he definitely influenced you know influenced my life and uh, with the help of another player too. Yeah, influenced my yeah influenced my life and you know the the attitude that I have today. You know those experiences with him and him you know having my back. You know definitely mm -hmm. it definitely took a mm -hmm. uh, it was. Yeah, it was it was a it was a big influence. That's all I can say. You know, right. it's, it was and it was crazy. I just the things I, that were going on. I think on, we're kind of leaving our listeners out in the cold a little bit. Um, uh, there was a gentleman who would come into this room, and he was very well off, and uh, he uh, he donated a lot of time and money to situations yeah I think that's a nice way of putting it yeah it didn't, it didn't. he had lots of fun doing what he was doing right yeah, but, yeah he did but from because an outsider could, looking know? in it was oh my gosh yeah like that's just craziness <laughs> yeah you know whether it be I mean it, you, what? <laughs> I can't it, even talk about happens, it it was just so crazy that happens in every pool hall it's a once in a lifetime thing yeah that It'll, you got yeah. to experience yeah. firsthand. I'll never see You'll that You'll never again. see it probably ever again. No way. And no that, way. But but it made for a lot of excitement once again. <laughs> it did. And and he uh, he had my back and he kind of introduced me to the, <laughs> the the careless the careless gambling. The careless gambling. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, did, did uh, do you think you have the healthy respect for money now considering you know I know it was easy come easy go when he was around mm -hmm. it didn't mean a lot except as a marker for who won or lost yeah right um, and it could get you this and that but it kept you in action all the time right like I said he had my back and he put me in big games when I was you know right when I started I was I was 13 he started right. putting me in oh, big games oh okay I was thinking yeah you were 15 or so but I don't think he was around anymore when I was 15 okay so, so between it was 13 between, it was definitely 14 a lot okay but I think it started when I was 13 okay he'd uh I mean he put me in in games for thousands of dollars you know I mean wow. I'm not saying it's unknown for young kids to be playing for that kind of money but it 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 was a huge influence on my life I mean I, I'd, I'd win a couple thousand I'd walk into school the next day you know no sleep with all this money in my all pocket. this money hanging out of and, your pocket you know you wouldn't think I mean and that, that was just you know, people gotta understand when that stuff like that happens. That's that's a big influence on a kid's life, right there. Yeah, um, we have a little uproar going on. We're gonna take a little break right now, and we'll come back in just a moment. Yeah. Thank you. Welcome back to Table Talk. I'm your host Jay Wagner, and today our special guest host is Michael Perrin Jr. Uh, Michael is a 21-year-old player, started playing when he was 12 at home. 13, he played awful good. Yeah, then... Uh, Won then, a championship then, at yeah. 13. Yeah. National champion excel, at 13. Yeah, I excelled pretty quickly, so yep. very fortunate there. Spent a lot of time. Do you practice much anymore? <laughs> you know, Jay, I don't know if <laughs> I can... blow the belt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could say I practice at all in my life. <laughs> you know, I have, but never consistently. You know, it's just you just hit balls and hit balls hit. and hit balls, or specific shots. I wouldn't even say that. I just I played when when there was something on the line. When it, I I played when there was meaning. That's well, when I, that's when I played. When you started at twelve, though. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. I mean, I, you were. Just to make balls, Correct. right? And yes, then you I, wanted to make the cue ball go backwards, and right. You know, yeah. So, so at twelve, I yeah, definitely, I'd come in with a, I'd come in with my older brother Brett, and we'd get the same table every time. Every time when I was twelve, and I just, I'd, I'd hit balls, and you know, try to figure out how to hold the cue because I, I, I held it awkwardly for a long time, um, but once I started realizing I could, 
I was getting better and I understood the game, that's when I, you know, really took off. Yeah. So. Yeah. Your 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 learning curve was very short. Yeah. Absolutely. Very very short. You caught on to things that. I see players have shot 40, 50 years and still don't understand. <laughs> I can't figure out how they don't understand, yeah, exactly. but they don't. Right. You know, how does somebody shoot? You know, how does somebody shoot three or four times a week, thinking about league, some league players? Oh yeah, and they just, and, and they stay at the yeah, same level. Stay at the same level for 40 years. They must enjoy the game socially. Right. But you know, and that's fine, and that's well and good, and I yeah, have no problem with, wrong that. with that at all. But but how they don't improve just I know and it, it's I think when it comes to leagues and I think ninety percent of them them people playing leagues obviously are the, are there for the social aspect right getting together with their buddies who they plan a team with family whatever I think it's just more of a get together kind of thing yeah. once a week all right hey we got leagues tonight I get to hang out with these certain individuals right. I enjoy being around right so I think. When it, yeah, when it comes to league, that's where where that stands. Um, and then you got the other ten percent who, you know, maybe try to play at a level they're under to try to, you know, ha yeah. have an advantage at a big year end tournament or something like that. And then you got your then you got your two teams who are really strong and um, they're all really they're all really good. And players. they're anxious to play each other because that's the yeah. only good match of the whole year. Yeah, exactly. Right? Anxious to play and. Um, <laughs> You know, do big, do bigger tournaments other than just playing leagues once a week. So it's kind of a variety of uh, people. So you don't play leagues away. anymore. I don't. You did play leagues, so. I have. Yes, I, I have. We have a league here that's called M8. I think it's called Ultimate Pool. Now. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it was a huge league. Oh yeah, right. five thousand members is. I, think, I, I don't I know the last. exact number, but it's definitely. You know, a, and they have a huge a money tournament at the end. Mm -hmm. You know, where well, I don't know what singles is like a ten thousand dollar check or twenty thousand dollars. Are we talking about the BCA remember? then? No, about the the M eight final tournament. Oh, okay, at Canterbury. Oh, now, yeah, yeah, Canterbury. Canterbury Park. Yeah, it's uh, for the Open. It's ten thousand. And then, if you've played two seasons in the league, it's seventy five hundred. And then, if it's your first uh, first year, first year, it's 5, yeah. So 000. it's the same division. Every every right. team's in the same division, but it's it's kind of weird. So yeah, your first year, if you win, it's five thousand. Second year playing together, I believe it's seventy five hundred. Okay. And then the third year, and so, so on, you have to have 10, the longevity in the league to get R the big. Right, bucks. exactly. You got to have uh, you know the consistent support of your league to yeah. have the big score like that. Yeah. So, and then. You did play the BCA. Did you play BCA PL after it switched over after it was sold, or the BCA? Or you don't you don't know? I'm not sure. Okay, I'm not sure. I think it was about 2000. I think it was 2004, 2005 that that the change was. So cool. I mean that's I don't. I there. mean that's when I that's when I was first coming around. 2000. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that yeah, you're talking nine, ten years ago. So I mean, yeah. I might not even have been around at that time. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. You know, See? I think you're older than <laughs> <Yeah>. that now. <laughs> Not that old, Jake. We'll Come it. on, we'll get it. We'll get it. Okay, so as I said earlier, I know you you uh, you do these challenge matches, and you played Jimmy Wetch, who in the '90s was one of the top players in the country. Yeah, and definitely. he was certainly. Uh, he was certainly on the verge, if he wasn't already, world-class player. Yeah. And when, uh, when Jimmy Wetch was in his prime, he was, he was, uh, and I wa and I didn't know about pool then. He was, uh, you know, when he, I was sure. I was young. Yeah, I was super young when yeah. Jimmy Wetch was in his prime. Um, yeah, he that guy that guy. And so, what was it like playing him? It. You know, I the truly the reason I played him is because, you know, I felt he was the best player around. Okay. You know, you still feel that way. If he gets going and he's in the right mind state and he plays long enough, I, I don't think. Yeah, I, I truly do believe okay. that. I, I, Jimmy I understand is that completely. The best player. Around. I'm surprised sometimes when I watch him shoot. Well, when I watch him shoot against you, when I've watched him in other matches, 
I, I'm just surprised that he doesn't go shooting some tournaments. Right. I, you I, know, I am surprised it's because his me, skills it, it are still way up there, and right. especially his his one pocket skills. <laughs> Yeah, are very strong also, which was a surprise to me because I didn't know that he could play one pocket so well. Yeah, he plays he plays great one pocket. Um, as far as Jimmy, uh, you know, I, 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 I can see where he doesn't want to play pool anymore or maybe even go to tournaments is because he knows what he used to be. And Jimmy's that type of person where in my opinion, if if he's not playing at that level where, where he was in his prime, he has in, no interest in playing. Sure. So that's and that's sure. and that's respectable too. We just out of curiosity, if uh, if if you rank Jimmy number one player mm -hmm. in the area, who's like two and three? Do you have, do you have any thoughts about that, or are they all too close, or you know? I guess um, let's. If I'm not, I guess if we better I'm not, specify. Let's talk about nine to nine foot players. Okay. Um, if I'm not if I'm not including myself, uh, it, it's Jimmy Wetch. Uh, I'd have to say Lee Hewagon. Okay. And always a good good pick. And this is the hard one. Probably Demi Gelatis. Yeah, Demetrius. Yeah, yeah. He plays awful good. He plays real well, good. Well, he sure came out of nowhere too. Yeah. Yep. You know, he was he was like a good player, but all of a sudden, man, his level just jumped. Yep. Yeah, amazing. What do you think about on the bar table then? Bar table, bar table eight ball. I feel. Because, you know, we have tons of master, yeah. you know, ranked national master players in this area. Yeah, so now now it's different. Yeah. So, bar table, we'll just go with bar table eight bar ball. Bar table eight ball. Uh, top three. Let me say this again, I'm not including myself. Okay. So, I, number... Well, it wouldn't be good if you ranked yourself. No, yeah, you can't rank you yourself. Because <laughs> you want to get in the box with everybody. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, so I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm the third best. You know, I, just, I just can't do that. No. no. <laughs> so, uh, um, you know, I'd have to say... Lee Ewagon, best bar table eight ball player in the state of Minnesota. Okay. Wonderful choice. Uh, second, I'd have to go with... I know we have so many good players. I probably have to go with uh, Jesse Engel. Jesse, Jesse Engel would be Jesse. my second, Absolutely. and then my third would be uh, Jamie Pluto. Jamie, Mister Consistency. Yep. He, uh, you know, I tell you what, in Jamie's game, I really like, I really like his game because he never has any really high highs. And he never has any low lows. No, he's just he is so consistent yeah. at a higher level. Yep. You know he he gets out every time he's supposed to get out. Yeah. You know he just plays the game just beautiful. Yep. Jamie doesn't care who he's playing or you no, know the Jamie. attitude of his opponent. Nothing gets him. It's just him and the table, and that's why he plays so good because he's he's so consistent. He yeah. is. He is. I I love watching his game. Cause yeah. And You'll never so, see any yeah. big mistakes from him. You'll never yeah, and you never really, you don't see him get upset too much, too no. often. You know, he's he's at a good place in life. He's comfortable, and when he plays pool, he's just, you know, I'm not saying he's free rolls, but he's just so comfortable that, yeah, you know that that's why he plays. Yeah, so and he's always he's always he's one of the guys you have to get through. Yeah, always. to hit the upper echelon players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even on the nine foot, that's true. Yeah. He can play. He can play on all the yeah. I think Jamie's won. Who knows? I, I bet he's won ten national championships Probably. between team and singles. I'm not and, sure of the number on that, know. but I don't. You know that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, he's, that's I, I know. Well, did 
the team he was with that won everything forever and ever. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. really exactly remember. I think it was yeah, him, Rob Matson, yeah. yeah. uh, Derek McMaster, Masters, Ty Wilson, Ty Wilson, and uh, Mario. My, okay, okay. But yeah, I always knew it was uh, Rob Matson, Jamie Puda, Derek McMaster's. Yeah, yeah. That's what a it's a dominant force right there. Derek, I haven't seen Derek lately. Is he playing at all? He's not. I, I actually saw Derek uh, a couple weeks ago. I was at a wedding for a mutual friend we have. And he, it was funny. He goes, yeah, I've probably picked up a cue, you know, twice in the last three years. And I'm just like, man, that's, that's, yep. it's so, because I grew up playing him. I, I'd gamble with him. And yep. <laughs> to this day, I'll never forget, we, me and Derek were masters. I was 14 years old, and he was giving me 10-7 playing one pocket. True story. And we were playing 50 a game, one pocket, and I beat him 19 games in a row. Oh, my. And he will vouch for me on that. No joke. It was the, it was the most brutal beating I gave out in my world. In the world. I mean, I just... Did he quit soon after that? <laughs> no, he didn't, because I, I think I lost it all back to him that the next day 14. playing nine ball. He was still shooting a lot then, too. Yeah, yeah. He, th at that I mean, time, he was, he was always in the pool. Him, yeah. Jamie Pluta, uh, Dan Voller, yeah, Tony Hilla, all them guys were always in the pool on a weekly basis. Yeah. And I got to experience, you know, yeah, being around them guys players. and what yeah. they were doing. So Yeah. Well, they all kind of took you under the wing, too. Yeah. I wouldn't but, say, I don't know if they took me under the wing, but they. Uh, I definitely learned from them all. We'll say that yeah. much. Well, yeah, and Derek was, Derek is one of those kid wonders, too, you know, that uh, everybody says, uh, he could have done it, he could have done it, you know? Yeah. And I, 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 he still, well, back until a few years ago, he's the one that everybody called. Right. When when, when a roadie came through, mm -hmm. you know, and that, in, that included, like, uh, Alex and... And Clapped and and uh, Big Red, okay. Orlison, Eric, yeah, you know, he's played them all. Yeah, not afraid to do so, and you know, you give him a game. Yep, I heard. You know, I, I heard the same thing. You know, that Derek, he could he could have done it. You know, then we we get into the topic of, you know. I'm not going to get personal on anybody or right. bring or put anyone's business out there, but you know sometimes life just doesn't go as, as plans. There's bumps in the roads and there's setbacks and you know whatever those problems or issues may be. You know that's and that those things happen in pool. You know I, I you know I feel like everything in a pool player's life has to be well, going smoothly. To truly be to truly excel to the level where you and where you think you and can you be. do need to run into the guy that's going to have your back. Yeah, absolutely. You know, who's going to stick with you through thick and thin to get you going? Mm -hmm. you know, and those people are few and far between. Yeah, I've ran into the. They're all in the casinos now. Yeah. Right. They're not in the pool rooms anymore. At least they're cards. not in the pool rooms around here anymore. No. No. I. Uh, so, you know, I, it I, does become yeah. an issue. How do you go enter the U.S. Open with a $750 entry fee? And if you're doing well, I mean, you have to stay there even this year six days, right? So you got it. And then with travel or plane or whatever, I mean, you're talking a $2,000 nut. Oh, yeah. It's just, you, you know, know how do, you, you can't do that. You know, no, it's, you it's can't tough. go to work in a job, and 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 take your earnings for a couple weeks, and just go gamble it like that after you put in the time. And, I totally get you know. it. That's where you know another topic. Money, like I said earlier in this conversation, money is powerful. It's yeah. a very powerful thing in this world, and you know, if you if you have it, obviously you can do a lot more things that that you want to do if you know mm -hmm. if you didn't have it you know so I mean could you imagine if uh, you know all the players in the tournament got a free hotel stay and maybe got some free meal cards or something like that and right you know uh, you know a 
$300 entry, something like that. And I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. it's just... Tough being a promoter, tough being a player. Yeah, exactly. So you got you to give a, uh, credit to... Tough, yeah. tough living, and we also know that probably only, what, 10, 10 12 people can really kind of make a living out of it? I don't even know if it's that much. I mean, I, I don't... Maybe. For pool. I, I, for pool. for snooker. No, I... Yeah, for snooker. <laughs> no, I, I don't know... I don't know yeah. if it, even if it's that much. Yeah. You know, if you're the, if you're a top ten player in the world, um, yeah, you might be able to make a, a... I shouldn't say decent, but I think maybe an okay living. Uh, if you make thirty, forty thousand play, thirty, forty thousand dollars a year playing pool, you know, I'm not saying that's a great living or great living or no, decent living. No, because half of that goes to expenses. Yeah, so easy. I mean, maybe you can get by. Yeah. But yeah, that, you're that, probably just below comfortable. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you so, know, you're always uncomfortable. Yeah. Is the way it is, except for maybe the top five. Right. You know, and uh, well, of course, that was one of the pushes that uh, that. Uh, American Q Sports, their league wanted. They wanted the the uh, pool in the Olympics, and by doing that, you know, like in Europe and Asia, they recognize uh, pool as a sport, and their Olympic committees, uh, some of them actually give stipends to players okay. for training. Oh wow! So if that were to happen in the United States, ideally. The U.S. players will get stipends for training, just like the gymnasts do, and just like the okay. skaters do, and everybody else. Okay. You know, um, so that was one of the pushes why they wanted in the Olympics. Right, and I mean, to be honest, I think that's just a pipe but, dream. But you know, you know, that, we've been saying that for since my early '80s. Oh, see, I mean, wow. Yeah, yeah you've been saying. You've been and, saying. Yeah, like I said, that's just a. Yeah. Thirty-five years ago. Yeah, just a pipe dream. Of course, you know. I never thought that uh, marijuana was going to be legal in my lifetime either, so <laughs> I was wrong there. You were definitely wrong there, because I believe it's legal in the state of Minnesota now, isn't it? Uh, if it's prescribed they're talking about it for, oh, they still for medicional. I okay, I thought it but was... But it'll, it like, it'll be like California, because everybody, yeah. everybody has their... Uh, their yeah, prescription their, their for medicinal, or yeah, their card. Oh, boy. And then, of course, you can go to Colorado and smoke all you want. Yeah. You just can't bring it home. Okay, I got you. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I think that's why all my high school friends, they must have known because they all moved to Colorado as soon as <laughs> out of high school. Yeah, they knew that was the place. <laughs> you <go>. know, <laughs> my friends who bought out land in Denver. Yeah. yeah. We're sitting how pretty now. How smart are they? Just, yeah, pretty smart. <laughs> Maybe pretty we need to start buying land here. Yeah, all these polluted lakes around here. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Land of 10,000 All the invasive lakes. species. Yep. <laughs> Are you a fisher guy? Did you go fishing with the... I'm not a fisher guy. Aren't you? No, okay. I'm not. I, no, fishing is... I know Dan was. Yeah, Dan was. And so, I, you know, Dan and Paul both were. And yeah. I was wondering if you ever went with them. And no, I never, I never was... I was never intrigued We're talking by about fishing. Dan Bowler. Yeah, and Paul Paul Weir. They're, Paul Weir. They're around me growing up, but I, I was never intrigued to go fishing. Yeah. But in fact, I like to disc golf. That's there's a I little like story do. about Dan Bowler, right? What's the main story about Dan Bowler? He taught Shane Van Boning how to play one pocket. Um, I I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's, I don't know if that's true or not. Well, um, I remember Shane coming in here. We're at Shooters in, in Burnsville, Minnesota, suburb of Minneapolis. And uh, Shane was a nine baller. It wasn't a thing as ten ball around then. Mm -hmm. And uh, Shooters has always been the place in the, in the cities where the one pocket action happened. Yep. And so we had these one-pocket games going on, and Shane is taking a flight out of country or someplace, and we're only like 15 minutes from the airport. Mm -hmm. So he always would come in here and hang around and shoot or something. So he's watching Dan Voller play one-pocket, and he asks Dan what the game is and what's going on. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. And then I think, you know, 
Shane, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that uh, you were at some tournament and um, somebody's the spot that you were going to get in one pocket was that uh, that Dan would coach you. Okay. That he matched up with somebody, but the stipulation was that Dan Bowler would coach Shane in the shots. And was going to play me? No, no, no. Oh, I'm like, no. okay, I'm like, whoa. No. Shane was, Wait a minute. Shane was playing some... Oh, Some okay. known one pocket player okay. at a tournament. Yeah, and my Dan memory. Was I don't there. have Dan Voler yeah. was there. Yeah, I don't have the greatest memory, so yeah. I don't. I don't remember and, that. Uh, and so the the stipulation was that Dan would be Shane's coach. Mm -hmm. you know? Okay. I don't even remember how it turned out or anything, but I thought that was kind of funny. That is funny. And then and then in like in a year, he wins the uh, the one pocket. Some big one pocket tournament. <laughs> yeah. Leave it to Shane. Leave it to Shane. Yeah. 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 He learned something and, well, I don't know. I think I've told a story about him. Uh, we had a golf game going and he had never played golf. Oh, I remember this. I was here for this one. Yeah. I was. He'd never played golf. And so, so we're playing golf. I think there was like six-handed or something. I think it was six of us, and we're also playing nine holes rather yeah, than most people play six. Yeah, we're playing nine holes, and we're playing on a nine-foot table. Yep. So it's even tougher to not leave your opponent a shot. Right. And uh, we're playing friendly money, and Shane wants to get in because he wants to learn the game. And so the first game comes along, and he gets stuck on the three-hole. And he loses. He ends up on the three-hole. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so then we start the next game, and uh, I think he's the third player. I believe so. I believe he was the third to shoot. So he makes the opening bank, gets lousy shape, and plays a really thin cut table length to the two-hole, ends up with perfect shape and runs out. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that. We were playing, yeah. And he thought it was kind of an easy game after that. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. He, uh, he made a bank, drilled the bank, and then made a tough shot from there. And then it was yeah. Then it was just then it was stop shots play. from there. Yeah. And in fact, he's the only one that's ever run nine holes. Yeah, that I've Nobody's seen. Nobody's ever I've done got, that. I've either. got to eight. Yep. And I think I dogged the nine hole. Had a few people who've got to eight. Yeah. Yeah, wow. And he, and he just had this smirk on his face when he, he did. did. He, was like, he just was like, it was great smile. Fun. I just like, couldn't believe that everybody dude. quit. I was still ready to play. Oh, yeah, for you sure. Know? I know I didn't quit. Scared? No, I didn't either. But, you know, it's no fun with three of us. No, no you got to have at least five. <laughs> yeah, so, but that was kind of a fun story. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, you must have some good stories. What's About you? Jane? Well, have you played? I played Shane. Okay. I played him. Uh, I played him uh, about. I don't know. It was either five, four or five times when he'd come through. Like just like you said, he'd be leaving out of town, the airport. He'd come stop here, and you know he'd uh, he'd call me on my phone. You know we exchanged numbers, and he'd be like, oh, "You want to play?" And we'd set. So he'd be. He was giving me the six out. Six okay, out. six out. And I was, you know, Shane was probably twenty or. 20, you know, this is just when he's starting to peak. He's 24, 25. Okay. And I'm, I don't know, 14, 15, something like that. And he'd give me the six out. And we played, I believe it was five times. And we played four times here at Shooters and then once at Q Sharks. Okay. And he beat me every time here at Shooters. And then I finally got him at Q Sharks. I beat him out of $800. Uh, playing nine ball over there. Maybe he just, uh, you know, maybe he just uh, ducked that one and let me win so he could keep his action. But I just kept playing him. It didn't matter. But you think he had heart, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he was feeling sorry for you. Yeah, maybe. You know, may, you know what? E either way, even if he was ducking, I still beat him. So yeah, that one time he beat that me more time. than I. Was that the last time him. you played? Um, Thank you, sir. I think so. Gambling, other than, you know, I've played him in tournaments. Yeah. Uh, I played him in the Fargo finals there. I beat him the first set. Sure, at Mike Page's place. Mike Page's place. We play, It was the finals in the nine ball. Got him the first set and lost to him 
the second set, 7-5, he jumped in a ball on me and ran out. And it was a good shot, but oh. it would have been nice to double dip him. Because <laughs> yeah. he won both uh, he won the both the eight ball and the nine ball that weekend. So, Well, I think I think everybody feels he's kind of supposed to. Yeah. But, bar box. Yep, they played at uh, Four Bears one yep. time. Uh, I got him there. It was... Uh, I didn't knock him out, but that was a sign of the loser side to get to the final 32. I beat him there. Uh, and he, yeah, he, we've, you know, I, I've had my wins. You might be wrecking all your action here. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, there ain't no ruining action anymore here. Yeah, that's probably true. Whatever. You know, short races, bar table, you know, who can't win a race to seven, whether you're yeah. the best in the well, world or not. that's what I always say. I always contend that the, the better players always have to shoot better on the bar box. Yeah. They always have to bring their triple A game to a bar box mm-hmm. because too many people can upset them. There's yep. too many people nowadays that can put packages together. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. I mean, like I said, I mean, bar table, you know, races the seven, races the nine, those are short races. Yeah. And, you know, when it's a, when you're playing players at a certain level, you know, anyone, any, anyone can win. Yeah. yeah. Although, see, I'm, I, I'm still, I'm still the package guy. Man, I just love to see packages put together. Yeah. I love to see, you know, six and seven and right. eight. Or it's all alternate break now, so yeah. you don't get to see. Yeah. So they've taken that away. Yeah. You know, which I hate to see, but, but at the same time, at least I can say, well, you know, every time he broke, he broke and ran. Which right. is kind of like a. Semi mini package, I guess, or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of a different, different way to look at it, but, but, uh, yeah, I, I do like the packages. I think uh, that's what it's all about. When, when I grew up playing pool, because we played double push, nine ball. Okay. Uh, there wasn't that much running out, oddly enough. Double push nine ball. Never heard of that. Uh, where you could push anytime you wanted. If you didn't like the shot, you pushed. Oh, okay. And then, and then your opponent would tell you to take the shot again, or take the shot himself. See, I don't think I, I don't, I wouldn't like that. Well, the nice thing about that is, it's not you against the table anymore. Now it's you against an opponent. Mm-hmm. And so when you push, hopefully I'm pushing to a spot where I think you have a weakness. Okay. Where it might be my strength. Right. Understandable. Okay. Understandable. So, so, you know, because it's my strength, you might not give it back to me. Right. Even though it's your weakness. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, that's, yeah, that's. So, so you're playing you're the opponent. Right. No, now, no. instead of playing the table so much. Yeah. You so, actually, if you, yeah, if you push out to a bank and you're strong in banks yeah. and you realize he's not the greatest banker, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, t- I totally get it. Or table length cuts, or whatever yeah. it may be. Yep. You know, if it just makes it a different game, and yeah, you know, I think a lot of people who grew up in that time still think that that's the better game. Okay. You know, where it isn't just run out. I, I I'm also of the opinion that when they went to ball in hand anywhere, mm-hmm. uh, even in the two shot push, we did have a three foul. But in the three foul, we didn't get it anywhere. We just got it in the kitchen. Wow. Exactly. So you you could only three foul? You could three foul somebody, but it only resulted... It only resulted in ball in hand in the kitchen. It wasn't loss of game. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Different game. See, I think the ball in hand anywhere... Has ma- it's too big a penalty for an error. Mm-hmm. It's just because what happens now? Maybe back then when people weren't so adept at running out, it was okay to have ball in hand anywhere. Yeah, but now when you're giving out ball but in hand, but now that's, that's, ball in hand means tough. loss. Yeah, it means absolute loss of game. Probably what ninety nine point nine 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 nine. When you give up ball in hand, it means a lot. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's too big. It's huge. I think that's too big of, uh, of an error. And, you know, maybe that's one of the rules that need to be reviewed. You know, at least if it's in the kitchen, 
you might have a difficult shape or shot right from the get-go. You might. It might still be just as easy. Right, but it puts a different twist to it again. Yeah. You know, uh, people talking about the game is too easy. Yeah, well, maybe that would make it a little harder, a little right. different. Yeah. yeah. I get where I get where you're coming from. So for sure. In that area, you know, we could talk about like uh, some I see on A Z they have a A Z forums they have a thread worst rules in pool. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think of some worst rules, you know. And the one that the, the opening, uh, uh, the guy who opened the thread, his complaint was the patching the pocket. And you had to go through that. Yeah. With As a junior, uh -huh. right? And you you know what a pain it was. Yeah, lost a few games that way. Yeah, yeah. I think we've all, we've all anybody who's had to use the patch has lost some games that way. Right. You know, and my opinion on the patch, it's, uh, you, you know, if it's so obvious. Oh, yeah. You know, it's the, just like. The, the eight ball can be three inches from the corner oh, pocket. Oh, yeah. And, and, if, and if you don't patch it, you know, some, there's people out there that be like, uh, you well, didn't patch did it. Know, how did I know you were shooting yeah. that pocket? <laughs> what was I going to do? Three rail it into yeah. the side? <laughs> so, I mean, in certain situations, in my opinion, the patch the pocket is is ridiculous, you yeah. know, because if if you're eight balls three inches from the corner pocket you're shooting it into, and you make it, and your opponent's like, well, you didn't patch the pocket, so I didn't know where you're going. Okay, that opponent is just uh, yeah. Yeah. okay. I'm not gonna say yeah. what I want to say, but that's just completely yep. uh, we've asinine. Both lost games that way. Yeah, I have. Probably, like I said, anybody who's used the patch pocket has lost a game. That oh, way. yeah. Everybody. Uh, and everybody remembers how pissed off they were. Yeah, and you know, and you, you won't forget to patch the pocket That's, when it happens. Yeah. And if you do, then it is your fault. Yeah. Well, I never understood why they didn't, you know, I mean, I really think that, that uh, it was VNEA who came up with the patch in the pocket. Mm -hmm. And I really think they were trying to do a good thing. Yeah, I'm sure they had, they had good for, intentions. For, you know, a fight, right? And, yeah. Yeah. And, but I, I just thought they just took a half a step. If they're going to play patch to eight ball, then they needed to play patch every ball. Okay. Which at least makes more sense. Yeah, I mean, then, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, then we're getting to talking into patching every ball when you're playing pool. Then it's like, well, it'll give you time to think about your shot. Yeah, you yes. know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't jump up real quick and just shoot. Right, I wouldn't play that game. <laughs> I would not play patch every pocket. Yeah. I just, yeah, no well, way. But I think the worst rule. Um, I was a BCA national referee and an ACS national referee. Mm -hmm. And the call that I had most in all the years I refed was the double hit call. Okay. And that's the one that's still a bone for contention every time. Every time you can always see the, the person who the call went against just can't believe it. <laughs> oh yeah, every time. Whether it was good or bad, good, it doesn't right. matter. Yeah. You know? They just can't believe it. Whoever lost the, the, the call always is complaining about it. Oh, yeah. If it doesn't go their way, they're going to complain about yeah. it. Not and, everyone, but a and, lot of people And will. sometimes I'll say, I've seen referees miss the call. Yeah, I, I have know? too, myself, in my own matches. Yeah, and, and so I always say, well, you know, at least by calling the referee over, you're not going to have a fight because that's it. <laughs> Right. And That's the decision. It, and a lot of the refs, honestly, I think is a, a lot of them there are just to take or is to take up space. I, f I feel, I'm not saying all refs are bad, but I mean, a lot of these refs, whether it's at a national tournament or wherever it may be, 80% um, of them don't even know if it's good or bad. They just, they just, they just guess. How they're feeling that day. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I've seen that. I've seen that in referees. You know, so you know, I've so also you seen do? very what good referees, and you know, I was lucky because most of the time I would find a referee that I knew knew. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
okay. to make calls. Right. You know, and I knew the referees that maybe I didn't want making calls. <laughs> yep. No, no doubt. Yeah. And so I would kind of manipulate that sometimes. So now you're just guessing. Yeah. When if you go get a ref, you're just hoping yeah. and praying that yeah. you pick the right one. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, actually, I think that double hit rule, I think it should just be real simple. I think it should be a continuous stroke. And I don't care if you hit the cue ball 14 times. You know, as long as you take a continuous stroke, not a jerky stroke or anything. And, Michael, if you can learn how to make a ball with a continuous stroke on a double hit, then I have to say, more power to you. That's just like Corey learning how to rack. <laughs> that, right? Yeah. It's just, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sure that if that were legal, people would figure out how to do it. But then that's just another shot to learn. Just like a jump shot just like anything else, mm -hmm. and guess what? All that hard feelings about about whether it was a double hit or not are gone. You got, you got, a, good, uh, you got a good idea there. You know, good luck I, with it going through. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not in my Wish, lifetime. Wishful, wishful, wishful thinking. Not in my not lifetime. Not mine either. <laughs> yeah. So, who was the funniest player you ever played? Dan Voller. <laughs> Hands down. Dan Fuller is uh, he's a he's a great player, but he's he's more amusing than anything. He's definitely the most entertaining guy I've ever met or been around. Yeah, and uh, and I, I know people uh, will back me up on that too. Yeah, so, I, I will. Yes, I saw I saw him. <laughs> There's a, a, a interesting story about Dan. So, Shooters is located inside a a strip mall and a couple doors down there used to be a tobacco store okay and Dan was coming out of the tobacco store one day it was a winter day and he had a parka on or a heavier coat and he sees a police car patrolling the grounds okay I gotta hear this and so he's walking from the tobacco store two stores down to shooters door yeah he sees the police car, and he immediately pulls up the collar of his coat and covers his face. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then he <laughs> runs in the door to shooters. <laughs> and, and then he, he comes in, he takes off his coat, and he stops at a table on his way to the restroom. He talks to the guy at the table. And then he goes to the restroom. Yeah. So he's in the restroom, and guess what? The two policemen in the patrol car come inside. Did a uh, guy wearing this whatever coat and so on just come in? Uh, yes, he did. I think he went to the restroom. Thank you. And the policemen go right back to the restroom. Okay. And they're waiting outside the door. So Dan comes out the door of the restroom pretends, whether he saw him or not, pretends he doesn't even see the police there and starts walking along the length of the room. Yeah. And the policemen catch up to him. Next thing you know, they're patting him down and checking his ID. And then after talking to him for a little bit, they left. Dan goes to the table he stopped at and the guy reaches into his billfold and gives Dan money. So the deal was, Dan stopped at that table when he came in and bet the guy that two policemen were going to come in and ask for his ID. Oh, wow. Oh, that's <laughs> and the great. guy took the bet. That's great. <laughs> uh, how does a guy think that fast to set up that kind of a hustle? I don't know. Yeah, the police must have been sitting out there or something and... Yeah, I don't know how that happened. But I that's don't know entertaining. But but only Dan Voller could have pulled Dan, it off. No chance. I got a story for you too, and I wasn't even there, but I've heard this from several sources, and I do believe it. He was at a, he was at like a state tournament. Okay. I don't know which state tournament it was, but there have probably been you know 50, 60 tables there, and it was like the second night or something, and the the room was just full of pool players playing in the tournament. And all of 
of a sudden, he's in a match, Voller's in a match, and the lights go out. It's pitch dark in the entire room. I mean, okay. you can't see nothing. Okay. Okay. I don't know how long went by. We'll just say 30 seconds went by. The light turns back on. And their, and their dad is with his pants down, him standing there in his boxers, and the lights turn on, and he's like, oh, sorry, guys, and he pulls up his pants real quickly and, and goes on about his badge. I mean, but that, that's another story about that. I mean, who thinks of that? I mean, the lights exactly. go out. Exactly. Lights turn back on. Here's a bigger guy. He's got 30 seconds. He's got, yeah, and there's what? a room full of players. Yeah. Lights turn on. His pants are to the floor. He's standing he, there in his boxers. And, yeah, Dan, oh, is, Dan is what? 6'2", 6'3". Yeah, probably right on there. And yeah, two. What do you think? Two eighty. Two eighty. Or used to be. Yeah, right around there. But. You know, he's a big boy and he's muscular. Yes, he is. And he does the pretty crazy things. Well, I see that we're cut out of time already. We're just getting going. Oh wow! And it's over already. It's over already. Jeez. <laughs> so I'd like to thank Michael Perry Jr. for coming and sitting in with me. We've. Had a good discussion about lots of things and lots of good memories. And, yeah, and uh, if you're ever in the area, just stop at Shooters and and uh, they'll hook you up with Michael probably if he's if he's got time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks. It was uh, thanks for having me. It was fun doing this. Maybe uh, we'll be able to do it again sometime. Yeah. It was a real pleasure. So thank you for listening and have a good evening. Thank you.